and we'll have yours. We'll change. The better class of tourists was shocked at this and sympathised with the newcomers. Miss Bartlett, in reply, opened her mouth as little as possible and said, Thank you very much indeed. That is out of the question. Why? said the old man with both fists on the table. Because it is quite out of the question, thank you. You see, we don't like to take, began Lucy. Her cousin again repressed her. But why? he persisted. Women like looking at a view, men don't. And he thumped with his fist like a naughty child and turned to his son, saying, George, persuade them. It's so obvious they should have the rooms, said the son. There's nothing else to say. He did not look at the ladies as he spoke, but his voice was perplexed and sorrowful. Lucy, too, was perplexed but she saw that they were in for what is known as quite a scene, and she had an odd feeling that whenever these ill-bred tourists spoke, the contest widened and deepened till it dealt not with rooms and views, but with, well, with something quite different, whose existence she had not realised before. Now the old man attacked Miss Bartlett almost violently. Why should she not change? What possible objection had she? They would clear out in half an hour. Miss Bartlett, though skilled in the delicacies of conversation, was powerless in the presence of brutality. It was impossible to snub anyone so gross. Her face reddened with displeasure. She looked around as much as to say, Are you all like this? And two little old ladies who were sitting further up the table with shawls hanging over the backs of the chairs looked back, clearly indicating... We are not. We are genteel. Eat your dinner, dear, she said to Lucy, and began to toy again with the meat that she had once censured. Lucy mumbled that those seemed very odd people opposite. Eat your dinner, dear. This pension is a failure. Tomorrow we will make a change. Hardly had she announced this fell decision when she reversed it. The curtains at the end of the room parted and revealed a clergyman, stout but attractive, who hurried forward to take his place at the table, cheerfully apologising for his lateness. Lucy, who had not yet acquired decency, at once rose to her feet, exclaiming, "'Oh, oh, why, it's Mr. Beebe! Oh, how perfectly lovely! Oh, Charlotte, we must stop now, however bad the rooms are! Oh!' Miss Bartlett said, with more restraint, "'How do you do, Mr. Beebe? I expect that you have forgotten us. Miss Bartlett and Miss Honeychurch, who were at Tunbridge Wells when you helped the Vicar of St. Peter that very cold Easter.' The clergyman, who had the air of one on a holiday, did not remember the ladies quite as clearly as they remembered him. But he came forward pleasantly enough and accepted the chair into which he was beckoned by Lucy. "'I am so glad to see you,' said the girl, who was in a state of spiritual starvation and would have been glad to see the waiter if her cousin had permitted it. Just fancy how small the world is. Summer Street, too, makes it so specially funny. Miss Honeychurch lives in the parish of Summer Street, said Miss Bartlett, filling up the gap. And she happened to tell me in the course of conversation that you have just accepted the living. Yes, I heard from Mother so last week. She didn't know that I knew you at Tunbridge Wells, but I wrote back at once, and I said, Mr. Beebe is... Quite right, 
said the clergyman. I move into the rectory at Summer Street next June. I am lucky to be appointed to such a charming neighbourhood. And how glad I am. The name of our house is Windy Corner. Mr. Beebe bowed. There is mother and me generally, and my brother, though it's not often we get him to church. The church is rather far off, I mean. Lucy, dearest, let Mr. Beebe eat his dinner. I am eating it, thank you, and enjoying it. He preferred to talk to Lucy, whose playing he remembered rather than to Miss Bartlett, who probably remembered his sermons. He asked the girl whether she knew Florence well, and was informed at some length that she had never been there before. It is delightful to advise a newcomer, and he was first in the field. Don't neglect the country round, his advice concluded. The first fine afternoon.